This is a Diocese of Brussels. Um, how are we doing in terms of the renegotiation? We talked uh, not so long ago uh, about uh, what's been happening over the summer, and to a certain extent, not much has been happening. But uh, just uh, recently, the uh, European Council for Foreign Affairs uh, has produced a, a very handy little score sheet of uh, how the core uh, aims and objectives that they've uh, identified from David Cameron's uh, uh, renegotiation so far, how they've been received by other member states. And what it presents really is a very mixed picture. There are some areas which are, I think, broadly accepted. So talking about strengthening the single market uh, is something which seems to get fairly universal support from other member states. Likewise, cutting red tape is something which is uh, a staple of pretty much uh, every government you care to think about. However, once you move beyond those kinds of things, or you know, the, let's have more uh, trade agreements with uh, other trading partners, it gets a lot more mixed. And I think this is uh, really quite instructive. There's not much where other member states are are coherently and cohesively uh, opposed to what the British have talked about. Probably the closest examples come around uh, limitations on free movement, so particularly about uh, access to benefits. Uh, Delaying that for four years is something which uh, has got very, very lukewarm support. Um, Likewise, uh, imposing a requirement on having to have a job uh, on EU migrants before they can uh, move is something which uh, is also, I think, uh, looking very unlikely at this stage. Now, uh, at the same time, you look across uh, the range of other areas that there are, uh, and I think what the uh, ECFR report highlights is that on some issues you're going to get stronger support from some member states than from for others. So to take uh, just a, a couple of examples, if we, we think about the uh, expressed desire for national parts to have more say in the legislative process, particularly to allow them to block uh, what goes through, um, you've got a, a mix of attitudes from the Dutch and the Danish who uh, already have that kind of system and who are very happy to see that uh, extended further through to much more oppositional uh, uh, and uh, negative uh, attitudes, for example, from uh, the Spanish. Likewise, uh, the the imposition of more transitional controls on free movement from new member states joining is something which uh, presents something of a mixed bag. So you might have the Danish who uh, have been pretty close uh, to the British and I think generally have been the most supportive of the, uh, the, the member states so far. But uh, you have an awful lot of countries that are, have a lot of hesitations around that, notwithstanding the fact that most of those countries themselves impose substantial uh, transitional arrangements on the Central East European countries that joined in 2007, 2004. And this is the thing. Uh, the ECFR report uh, looks at a range of countries. It looks at about uh, a dozen of them. Um, but the key countries are going to be the French and the Germans. Now, that's not because uh, it's not just because they are large member states. 
or because they are the ones that decide. Certainly not because they are the ones that decide. But actually it's more because France and Germany have historically actually had quite different interests uh, that they pursue. If you think about the French tradition of etatism, of uh, state intervention in the economy, comparing that with the much more liberal approach that you get uh, from uh, German governments, where it's about regulating the structures within which uh, things happen. So actually, the reason why the Franco-German coupling was so important, particularly in the post-war phase, was uh, that if they could find agreement, then typically a lot of other countries would fall into the the gap between their their starting points. So France and Germany, I think it's clear that they have got uh, some different positions and different issues. There's still quite a lot that they are unhappy about uh, and are going to uh, need to be worked on by the British government if those things are going to be achieved. So as we move into the autumn, more active phase of uh, the renegotiation, expect a lot more time being spent by the British renegotiation team in places like Paris and Berlin as they try to secure support from those two key member states.